Hello everyone and welcome back to Eating Salads. It's me again, Austin Crosby. I just had a tasty salad for dinner. Casey made some very simple pasta, the swirly kind or the double helix kind. I think it's a double helix. It's some sort of helix at least. Um, maybe it's just a helix actually, come to think of it. With tomatoes and I think Parmesan and then uh, a very simple salad of lettuce, tomato, bell peppers, ranch. Um, and we talked at dinner about, you know, the floors. I'm walking in circles around the main floor now and it's not finished. There's going to be at least another day or two on them. Um... But it's all sanded beautifully. I, I just can't. You get so excited. I, I think if, if you could see it, you'd definitely understand. Casey's definitely going to take a lot of pictures of salads over this floor. And someday we'll start sharing pictures of salads again. We've still been taking them. But analytics showed that like no one was looking at them. And honestly, they were a huge pain in the ass. We spent, like, way too long uploading JPEGs of lettuce. But a lot of them are good pictures. And they are archived. And someday, when technology and robots are there to help us, we'll be like, yo, bot, go through this, these pictures of salad and share them and label them and put them on their coordinated episode of the podcast because all the metadata is there. But maybe we'll just pick up, you know, where we are. And we'll start sharing pictures of salads over the floor when we get to cooking in our, in our new kitchen. Because th- it's, it's crazy. I mean, I'm, I, it is so much like a forest in that every piece is unique. And they're like the proportion of a manicured wood farm. Um, and, but it's all the same species, which I love to have maple. It speaks to this variety of one kind of tree that it can come from all around the world, has different kinds and red and white maples and I, you name it. And then each little variation also grows its own special and unique way. And to see them all contrasted like this is insane. Like some of them look like the bindings of books. I think I might have said that before. Some of them are iridescent. Today they polished off the whole thing to 80 grit. And uh, then the, you know, they took all the wood filler because they literally coated the entire floor in wood filler, let it dry, and then sanded the entire thing off. Instead of just going for and targeting cracks, they filled the whole thing. And on a microscopic level, that had an effect on the wood. Apparently it hardened it or something like that. And then they've been pouring this stuff that looks like the blood of the androids from Alien or uh, Blade Runner, this milky Elmer's glue, effervescent purple that as you spread it out dries um, with this nice clear sheen. And apparently the benefit of this, something that we stressed was that we don't want the floor to really yellow. Sometimes that's a, when you clear coat things, it's unavoidable. Um, that's just a quality of clear coats is they tarnish over the years. And the wood underneath seems to like, you know, look irradiated and yellow, jaundiced. 
And if we could preserve the white and the blue and the red uh, and the browns in even black, I mean, there's every kind of color. And some of them literally have like this cross grain, effervescent sheen in of themselves. They sparkle when they catch the light right. Uh, so we wanted something that did not yellow them as much as possible. And so we poured this sanding sealer that I described earlier over them, spread it out with this uh, spongy mop and a little brush. And then everything here, the benefit of Colorado is it's very dry and we're in a conditioned space and it's like the weather's really fine. It's been in the lows, you know, but then all this will get sanded again and then there'll go top coats over it. And this is supposed to preserve the most white clear not white but clear and seriously some of these pieces man the way that they shine it's just like it's a it's a, a hoot let's say and i'm walking on that now because you can it turns out you can walk on it pretty soon i think it dries in like 45 minutes and i don't know it just makes it glow all that much more um other than that, it was just kind of a tired day. I mean, having four people sanding in the house, the floor above your head, um, and all of them have their sanders attached to shop vacs with filters, which still doesn't kill all the dust. It takes a lot of vacuuming. It'll take a couple of, you know, probably a week of steady cleaning before we just make another big mess. But, um, yeah, it vibrated the whole house, and it was just this unrelenting singular note of grinding and rubbing and that can be exhausting but other than that I'm just like hanging out and I do have noise canceling headphones so I would equate the tr it to like taking a long flight it's like I had a uh, an eight hour flight today with noise canceling headphones on my own couch kind of while they did something really cool upstairs I mean some of these some of these pieces look almost like an animal print um, and others look like galactic or like ripples in a pond. It's just, it's just, it's just wild. And I've been having these talks back and forth, um, with my mom specifically because she fancies herself an interior designer. And, uh, I think that she would be intimidated to use this much wood. And that makes sense for people of her, um, age, right? That generation, like they, they all, they wanted to steer clear away from cabin vibes or any kind of wood paneling of the '70s when they were little kids. Um, so to get at a vintage house with wood paneling and then add even more wood paneling and put floors in that are wood when before there was not, when and then just thinking like more wood, where can we get more wood? Where can we put more wood? But we're matching it, you know. We're we're only adding a whimsical kind of wooden element to uh, counterpose the serious wooden elements. The more Baroque, heavy darkness we're replacing with like up and peppy steppy things and um, shiny things, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I, today has been, whew, you know, invigorating because we're just seeing so much cool stuff happen. Um, and it's just this, the biggest part of the house. I can't stress that enough. Like, it, it seems counterintuitive, but I've been wearing socks today. 
Like while they're in here sanding, I will come up and walk around and hang out with everybody wearing my socks and feeling underfoot the nuances, the texture of the floor as it's sanded. I, uh, I love it. And I'm even more excited to see where it's going because it's so it's raw right now, raw wood. And it's so superior to every other foot feel I've had in this house, but it's also dusty. Hasn't been yet cleaned or sanded for many more times. And it's cleaner than it's ever been in here because it was either the rank old carpet or it was the subfloor, which had been coated in drywall and rubble while they're making the house dust from the eons of people walking and foot uh, shoes of mud over carpet and then also just like they painted the house without protecting it so everything just fell on the floor we got it dirty as we demoed and everything we're rounding that corner and we're coming back towards finished clean clean house and um, the orderliness of it I mean there's just so much uh, that I see in the floor of, you know, just nature, man. It's like there's a lot to be seen and a lot to think about. I uh, used to have a really hard time for periods, like back and forth, stepping on cracks. I would I would go way too far out of my way to not step on seams of tiles. If there were 10-inch tiles or 6- or 8-inch tiles, like, I might have gone on tiptoe if there were different colored tiles. Like I might have gone, and I know everyone does that, you know, a little bit, like they're playing um, hopscotch or something. But I would be like, it would take up a lot of my headspace in my developmental years, was not stepping on the seams of things. And I would ride in the back seat of, I kind of might still catch myself doing this, but I would tap my fingers not to the music or whatever that was playing, but I would tap it in line with gaps in the dots in the road or gaps in light posts. You know, if there was like a repeated thing on the side of the road, I would try and like catch the rhythm of it and uh, not tap my finger while the car was in line with it. And I've got, over the years, I've like actively gotten over that for the most part. Uh, like now I'll try and eat things off the floor. If I drop them, I'll go out of my way to find crumbs and eat them. Uh, and maybe that's just more of the same kind of neuro atypical nonsense, but this floor, you're not missing a seam, buddy boo. You're going to step on every, every single step is going to come. You could step, you could tiptoe sideways and you're going to step on a crack, but they're all neatly in line. And that it's so soothing. And they're also like roughly the size of my foot. Like I, I could walk down the columns um, because they're 12 inches. And my foot's like 11 and a half inches or something, 11 inches. So I'm like walking in between them. Anyway, I'm going to go. Guys, stay healthy. Have a salad. Come again tomorrow.